Welcome to the world's premier Black Crows podcast. State of America. Hosted by two of the band's most dedicated fans, David Hudson and Ian Rice. And now, let's get the show on the road. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the State of Morica podcast. And as always, on the other line, Ian Rice's beautiful face. You smooth, sweet talker, you. I know. I try. I try. Now, turn your video camera off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Foiled again. How have you been? I've been all right, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. All right. So this week's episode, we're not going to talk a lot beforehand. We're just going to go right into it. It's kind of a unique thing we're going to do. We have about five or six of our patrons online with us on Zoom, and they're going to participate in this a little bit. Ian was reminding me, I think it was what, episode five? Yeah, we, we had started early on with the intention of doing this every you know few months, and I just realized we're up to episode you know 80, whatever, and this was back on number five. So it was about time to circle back around to it. And so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about five covers. Ian's going to pick five. I'm going to pick five. And we had, I had to go back and listen to, that was my homework. I had to go back and listen to the episode and write down what our picks were. And uh, we're going to include some of our, uh, our patrons if, uh, if they want to, if they don't want to, that's fine. So obviously the crows are known for their just amazing covers that they do. And so many of these covers, I'm sure all of you listening will be able to say, turned you on to new music, like little feet and Rakuter and uh, you know, Graham Parson and, and stuff like that. So, what we'll do is I'll do five, Ian will do five, and we'll talk a little bit about each one. I guess my first one is going to be Don't Do It by the band, but it's the band's interpretation of Marvin Gaye's song, Baby, Don't You Do It. my favorite openers that they do i saw them open this one time and what i like about it is it's it's kind of a band feel to it i mean no pun intended usually have rich start off and then chris comes in and then they give mark a lot sometimes like half a stanza or a verse to come in but there's something about that that intro drum beat and the the bass playing i think is really cool and I just love it when they have songs that more than one person sings. And I love that when bands have that, but they always sing this with a little bit of, um, a little bit of spunk, a little bit more than, you know, a little bit more power than what, um, the band would, but 
there was a time there it was played fairly frequently and uh i always love seeing that on the set list yeah i mean that's a great one man that's i mean that is the band's arrangement of the song but i i am particularly partial to the the rich robinson's version that's on live at the knitting factory i really like that i think he does it as towards the end as a more of like an encore but uh or a closer but yeah that's a great tune man nice pick well, the first one I threw out there, I actually got to see live in two, on the 2006 summer tour, and that it's a it's a one with Rich on vocals. It's a cover of the Who's the Seeker. <laughs> I always like the seeker. It comes from a very interesting period of the who for, for me, one that I didn't delve into because I always kind of, I started with like who's next and kind of went forward. And so when I went back to some of the other stuff, you know, you have these interesting singles that they have and the seeker is one of those tunes, but rich, you know, David, you and I always talk about rich knowing how to pick cover tunes that he, his voice fits perfectly to. And, and honestly, the seeker is one of them. Yeah, and it's you know I, the the more I kind of learn about him a little bit, the more I realize he likes the really loud rock songs with the big riffs and stuff like that. And so obviously the Seeker falls right into that. I don't know if I've ever seen or heard them cover this. I need to go find it online and and, and see how it sounds. I'm sure it sounds great. I can tell you, July nineteenth, two thousand six. You can find it on that one. All right, Seth Weinstein, you're in the chat with us. What is your favorite Crows cover? I have seen it before i just love dreams almond brothers
such a killer cover and they just take it to the the place that only they can go you know they just jam it out and i loved seeing it live a couple of times and any of the bootlegs they're all good and i don't care what band it was you know who was on guitar obviously the earlier ones were the better ones but that's my favorite favorite cover yeah dreams is a great one i mean obviously a great allman brothers tune but if you go back and and listen to that old episode that was on my original list dreams so i'm right there with you seth i may have remember mark said that was like one of the highlights of his career my second one is one um it's a bob dylan song girl from the north country I'm going to specifically mention the versions in 05 and 06. Mark Ford puts on a clinic of how a wah pedal should sound. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is one of the most moving versions of the song I've ever heard. And again, Chris gets to sing. Rich gets to sing. Sometimes Rich's voice on this seems a little too vulnerable almost um, for him. But they played it with uh, Jimmy Herring in Atlanta when they uh, got back together, which was really cool. But the versions in the 90s seem to be a little bit cleaner guitar tone from Mark. And these in 05, 06, he really, he got the fuzz out and uh, I thought really made it sound good. Yeah, I always liked that too. And I am more partial to the 96 era versions of it. I like that Rich's voice is a little shakier during that period. It kind of lends itself interestingly to the song, but that's a great one. It kind of got me into Bob Dylan a little deeper, you know, them, them covering quite a few of his songs over the years, but that one in particular. Well, the next one on uh, my list, I don't think I'm going to get any arguments on this one, but uh, I always like this one because Ed's piano playing on it, and that's uh, Joe Cocker's Feeling All Right. Actually, Traffic's Feeling All Right, if you want to get technical. I know it could have been 
Joe Cocker's version, of course they do. I love this tune. I think Ed, that's some of his, you know, you talk about signature Ed tunes and, uh, you know, like descending and things like that. In, talk, in terms of covers, like this is like a signature Ed cover. He rules this one. Absolutely. Absolutely. He rules that one. That was the song that they played for Letterman on his anniversary show. That's after right. After he handpicked them. Um, I actually got to see it live one time. And man, that is, that's fun that Chris can really get his voice in on that one. He does. Yes. And that, that anniversary Letterman show, that's when they were all wearing aviator shades. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Can't argue with that one. Well, you could, if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Let's throw it to one of our listeners, Thomas Jones, your favorite Crows cover. Okay. I'll step in here. <clears throat> I'm a big ACBC fan. And f- what's funny is back in the late two thousands, I saw that they had the, one of the Fillmore shows in 2005 was available and it had Sin City on it. So I thought, hey, ACDC song, I'm going to get that. And when it arrived and it, I heard it, it wasn't ACDC. But that's now my favorite one. That The one from August 10th, 2005, that whole show was amazing. And the the, the cover of Sin City is, is, is awesome. And I'm glad I discovered it because I thought it was an ACDC song. <laughs> this old town's filled with sin. Swallow you in if you got some money to burn. Take it home right away, cause you've got three years to pay, and Satan is waiting his turn. This old That was that's a Burrito Brothers tune, right? Yes. Yeah. I always get confused if it's you know Burrito Brothers, Grand Parsons. I sometimes the lines blurred for me. But yeah, that's a great song, man. Nice pick. Uncle Tupelo has a great version of that. All right, I think Mr. Hall is gonna like the, my next one. I have got to go with "Got to Get Better" in a little while. <laughs>
they started playing this in 05, 06. There's a version, I believe, in Columbus. And one of the things I like about it is when Rich does it solo, he's pretty much him on the guitar. But with Luther in there, it gives him kind of a bigger sound to it. And if you ever watch it, Rich plays it looking just like it's so easy to play, very nonchalant. But I love that kind of funky tempo that it has. And then those solos that Rich puts on it are great. You know, they extend it out a little bit and kind of almost like the forgotten song in the Derek and the Dominoes catalog, because uh, it wasn't on the Layla album. You know, it, it came out in other versions. But uh, when I saw that, because they didn't start doing that till like 05, 06. And I'm like, man, that's a perfect pick. That's a great tune, man. I mean, uh, yeah, it's not on that, you know, uh, Layla and other other assorted love songs album, but uh, I think it's on the in concert album. And if I'm not mistaken, it's either on a bootleg or it's on the box set. There's a version of it, like a studio version laid down somewhere. But yeah, I love that too. And I love the way Rich does it. Rich actually put out for record store day one year, mm-hmm. uh, like a 10 inch. And you know, that was the song. And uh, I think it was recorded at one of those Woodstock sessions. Yep. You're right. Yeah, love that tune, man. Then my next pick actually got me into the birds in a big, big way that it, it, it allowed them for me to become more than just the guys that did uh, turn, 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 you know what I mean? So uh, it's their cover of Mr. Spaceman. Woke up this morning with light in my eyes. Then realized it was still dark outside. There was a light coming down from the sky. I don't know who or why. Must be those strangers that come every night. In saucer shaped light, make people look tight. Leave little green footprints that glow in the dark. I hope they get home all right. Hey, Mr. Spaceman, won't you please take me along? I won't do anything wrong. Hey, Mr. Spaceman, won't you please take me along for a ride? Woke up this I, I, it's such an odd tune, but I, I love it. Uh, you know, you know, woke up this morning. I was feeling quite weird. I had flies in my beard and all that. You know, like I love the lyrics to that. It's a real cool Crosby tune. And it really got me. I was the deep dive into the birds after that. And I've been a birds fan ever since. Oh, yeah. The, I, you know, I, the birds, I think I'm about to do a deep dive in. I was listening to the Tom Petty box set that came out mm. and that version of Eight Miles High on there yeah. is, is some kind of good. Yeah. Can't argue with that one whatsoever. I mean, there's so many great birds tunes. I'm surprised that the crows didn't do. And I've always, I've said this before on the podcast and I will always maintain that the song from the untitled birds album lover on the bayou would be awesome. If Mark Ford did that song, if no one's ever heard it, go listen to it. You'd be like, absolutely. Or you'll go Ian's insane. Either way. I'm fine with the result. All right. All right. Let's go to Brian Jones. What's your favorite crows cover? Uh, I'll go with jealous guy from early on. began 
I just remember seeing that on Who Killed That Bird on Your Windowsill. Now, isn't that from the show with Chuck Lavelle? Is that in the Shake Your Money Maker box set? Yeah. But yeah, Jealous Guy is mine. I love their version. That's that's fantastic, man. I, I'll be honest with you. I almost put it on the list I was putting together here because their cover of it is so good. I think it's the it's the Rod Stewart vocal approach to it. I don't remember if that mm-hmm. was the Jeff Beck group or if it was um, John Lennon. The faces. Yeah, John Lennon, obviously the original, but the yeah. arrangement, I think, is, is yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, uh, totally different. Yeah. yeah. So that's a uh, nice pick, man. All right, my fourth one, the band, The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down. The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down. The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down. People were singing, they went, na, 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 I just think this was a no-brainer for them. To me, whoever sings this song has got to have some serious soul and heart to copy uh, uh, Levon. And Chris nails it. And it's always interesting to me. This is a song about the South written by a band with all Canadians, except a guy from Arkansas. <laughs> you know. And I'm going to be completely honest with you. Being from the South, some of that stuff makes me a little uncomfortable that's in there. But then you realize it's written by some Canadians and they're trying to tell a point of view. And uh, I, I just I think it's a just a great tune. And the band did it so well. And it seemed like Chris really enjoyed singing it. Yeah, definitely cannot argue with that pick. I mean, come on, man. You know, the night they drove old Dixie down is probably one of the most noteworthy, if that's the right term to use, uh, band tunes. It's like a signature tune for them, you know. And, yeah. And they really... Of all the covers I've ever ha- heard of the night they drove old Dixie down, I really feel like the Crows is probably the best, most faithful and the most emotive the same way the original. Right. Was. Well, it may seem like playing it safe to go with a Stones tune, but the next one I, I threw on my list happened to be on a very early bootleg that I had the 121596 bootleg from the joint in Las Vegas, and that's Silver Train. <laughs>
also directed me over to the Goat's Head Soup album a little deeper, which I hadn't really delved into all that much at the time. But I said, oh, this song's pretty cool. I got to check that out. But I, I think their version of it is as faithful as it is. It's it's unique as well. Steve Gleason got me into this song. I think it's one. I think it is his favorite cover. Is um, that right? Yeah. And I mean, especially early on, this has got them <laughs> written all over it. I mean, this is kind of a sloppy, fast, you know, end of the night, back of the bar song and it's about a prostitute isn't it i don't i don't know i think your mind just might be dirty david <laughs> i'm just saying um, yeah i think uh, <laughs> i think it is about a prostitute if i remember correctly because all I, right it's about a prostitute <laughs> <laughs> i did that on goat's head soup with jeff morton and right. uh we we really i really enjoyed that one but i believe that's what he said all right so it is our turn to pick somebody let's go with ryan aleski what's your favorite crows cover Ooh, tough question Tempted to go with she because I'm kind of in a Graham Parsons uh, vibe these days. But honestly, and this is something that transferred over to the CRB, which I'm a huge fan of as well, and just the way they jam it out. Um, but I'm going to go with Poor Elijah, the Delaney and Bonnie tune. Black Elijah. Specifically, and maybe because Apple Music has it so easily available, uh, but those 2010 Fillmore shows, I think uh, December 12th, uh, man, they really jam it out. There's a lot of uh, a lot of slide guitar work going on. Got ladies in the the background with some great backing vocals, and it's one of those tunes that every time it comes on, it's like whatever I'm doing, stop, turn it up, start moving, moving and grooving. I think that's a great pick, man, and that's another one of those tunes that like I didn't really know all that well until they covered it and it's that uh, they're an amazing band in that respect and and that they cover stuff that makes you want to go find those albums and, and then you you you're all of a sudden opening all these musical doors to yourself because you you heard that one cover and that i've never really encountered a band that quite had that impact on me i mean yeah some but to a certain extent but not to the extent of the crows i mean i would say probably 75 percent of my collection is is somehow tied back to them in some way, which was very strange. All right. I think uh, Mr. Permi is going to be happy with my uh, uh, last choice. I actually took some liberty on this and picked one that the Magpie covered, and that is Let It Loose off of Exile on Main Street. Who's that woman on your arm? 
all dressed up to do you harm And I'm hip to what she'll do Give her just about another, give her just about another two when the magpie did it and you start off with rich singing and then John takes in. And to me, there's just something tender and emotional about that first verse that rich sings. And I think they enjoyed playing that. And it's kind of a no brainer for me. Cause that is like a two or three favorite song on um, exile for me, which the crows have never played before, which I think is just an absolute travesty. I mean, to me, that's a terrific tune. I mean, I always love let it loose. I didn't know when we were making our list that uh, we were, we were branching out to uh solo material too. Otherwise I might've come up with a different list, but yeah, I, that one did cross my mind as well. And it's hard to pull off exile tunes for some reason. Like, uh, I mean, and they covered, I just want to see his face too really well. And Rich was I saw singing that. that. Yeah. yeah. That was really cool. I always get concerned when I say this, David Hall, what do you think? What are you concerned about? Just never, I never know what you're going to say. Oh, man, this is the easiest Black Crows question I've ever had to answer. In short, my favorite Crows cover is Oh Sweet Nothing.
I can listen to Chris Robinson sing the damn phone book. I mean, <laughs> he's got he's got as good a voice as you'll ever hear. But and we've had this conversation before. Uh, before the frost until the freeze is my favorite Crows album. It's not the best in my opinion, but it had the companion Cabin Fever, and I didn't I did not know this song Oh Sweet Nothing until. I got the Cabin Fever DVD. You know, just everything about uh, the Black Crows cutting Oh Sweet Nothing at Lee Von Helm's Barn is, I, I don't think they'll ever cover another song that tops that, in my opinion. And, uh, and it's a fun song. If you're a musician, I don't care if you're playing bass or keys or drums or guitar, it's a fun song to play live. And uh, that that album, before the frost and the DVD cabin fever, all of that has just a very, very special place in, in my heart, in my library, and everything. And it's a, uh, you know, I have no problem uh, dying on oh sweet nothing hill. So, uh, <laughs> but here, here's the thing: if, if I remember correctly, this is either the first or second time I've ever seen him play as a three guitar band. Chris, when he was playing there at Levon's place, he's playing that strat. And he uh he was thoroughly enjoying playing that rhythm strat and the the backup vocals. Chris was, and you know Chris and Rich have their thing going on, but but it honest to me it looked like Chris was just he was through his playing he was showing up cheering on like Rich like cause you you got it. Did y'all see that? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I mean, Chris, Chris is like, you're feeling it, Rich. Keep on, keep on. And uh, that, uh, how you, nobody can, you can't deny that performance. That's a, that's just as good as it, as it gets. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll die. I will die on that hill. And the fact that I'm choosing a rich song over Chris's vocals, you know, it's a, and I listen, man. That is probably Rich Robinson's best vocal performance I've ever heard is on that Cabin Fever cover of Oh Sweet Nothing. And it's also one of his best lead guitar moments, too. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. And he loves, you can tell, you can just tell, you can look at a band and tell when they're locked in, they're, they're in the moment, love it. And that's also, I think, his uh, um, Oh Josephine Strath. He plays on the Warpaint Live and love that guitar. That's been there a long time. Might be wrong, but might be right. I don't know. That one of those <laughs> tabernacle shows that you and I were at when they played it, Luther did the Hey Jude tease in the middle of it, which I always love that. But yeah, that's a song both Luther and Rich get their moments on it. That's just a tune that, and like I said, if you, when you're playing it live, whether you're the Crows playing it live or you're like hearing the in the strutting possum playing it live, like we did the night Thanksgiving, everybody gets their turn. You know, shine on, brother. Rock out. No, it's great, man. I I, I, I was just going to also say that the Velvet Underground is one of those bands that I, 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 for some reason, prefer their songs when they're covered by other people. It's very odd for me. And, uh, you know, it might be a, it might be a, a Hudson hot take on that one, but uh, that's how I, I kind of go with the Velvet Underground. I like the songs, but for some reason, I, I feel that sometimes they're executed better by other uh, performers. I Let's, do want to uh, just draw our attention to the to the chat for one moment because uh, Mr. Ryan Oleski, apparently a man after my own heart, has mentioned uh, David's honorable mention cover is Boomer's story. 
Man, I love Boomer Story. I know David doesn't though. <laughs> I'm the only David that matters here. <laughs> <laughs> I bookended my picks with uh, two Rich Robinson sung tunes, and the the one I was going out with was their his cover of uh, "You Got to Hide Your Love Away." Again, he really handles the vocals well on that. And it's just something about the, he does the hay part on that really hits home with me. It's, it's rare that I like uh, Beatles covers by people because they're just so abundant in, in number. When did he play that? Predominantly 0506. I can't recall hearing that. See, now I'm influencing you, David. Now you have something to go find and listen to. I mean, it's a great song. It is fantastic. One of the, that's probably my favorite Beatles song. I just wanted to circle back around to the Stones for one second, David. Actually, I will pose this question to you. But Mr. Tom Jones in the chat was wondering if uh, the, the Crows could have pulled off the song Worried About You. I think they can pull off most of the song, except like maybe Undercover of the Night. <laughs> you know, Ooh, those type things. No, I think I think that could potentially be in their wheelhouse. And I think yeah. they would make it a little bit enough of their own to make it work. I was hoping they'd do Dance Part 2. <laughs> Ray, what's your favorite cover song? And it's going to be a Stone song. I knew it. It's not actually. <laughs> so, well, no. It's well, because the stones are too easy for me. So, and normally I hate covers, especially stones covers because bands can't pull them off, but the crows can, because they actually know how to play with the, the beat like the stones do. But my favorite one that they do, you guys already mentioned in the night they drove all Dixie down, but fearless. <laughs>
Floyd before Dark Side, and when I heard that, that's when I got into uh, metal. Yeah, and that's not one you're going to hear on the radio. No, no, and I had no idea about the Magpie doing Let It Loose. The Stones never played that live. Mm-hmm. They've they've tried, they rehearsed it a bunch of times, and they could never get the feel right, so they never did it. Is that right? I didn't know they never played that live. No, uh, it's never been touched. Well, but... it's, I mean, it's no telling who played on the recording. I guarantee you Charlie Watts wasn't on it. Mm-hmm. He wasn't on a lot of those songs. All right, David, I think we have one more of our Patreon friends that hasn't jumped into the mix here, and that is Mr. Justin Fry. Yes, sir. What is your favorite Stones cover? My favorite Stones cover? Uh-huh. I'm sorry, <laughs> Crows cover. David, this is a Black Crows podcast. Have you it, is. Okay. it is. Okay. <laughs> well, you already picked my first two I thought of, which were uh, Don't Do It and Gotta Get Better, but okay. I'm surprised no one's mentioned this. I would go with Willa. Speaking of a song that got people into it, you know, another band. Yeah, that's definitely what got me into uh, into Little Feet. Let's hearing them do Willen. Absolutely. I mean, that was one of the, t- yeah, that and them doing uh, Roll Em Easy really pulled me into the uh, Little Feet fray there. And Rich with uh, Magpie would do, uh, was it Fat Tub? Yeah. yeah, that was good too. Uh, they did Dixie Chicken too. That's I right. Could see, I, yeah, I could see them doing that. And, and like, I know Chris played on like a Little Feet tribute show one time over Atlanta. Which I that think, was on uh, the uh, the Join the Band album that they did with. Uh, it was almost like Santana's Supernatural, where it's like they had guest singers on each 
too. And I think it was kind of set up like that. And uh, yeah, he was on Oh Atlanta, did a nice job too. So I, I tell you what we need to do. We're going to let one of our patrons pick a cover song to play out and let's don't let it be what you said was your favorite. So we can be surprised here. I am going to pick Seth. Uh Oh, hmm. I would say, man, space captain. Okay. Nice. I love that song. Can I tell you why I love that song? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So um, I was sitting here thinking about it with you guys. So when my dad used to take me to school, junior high school, he was way into Joe Cocker and uh, the Mad Dogs and Englishmen's album. You know, he'd always have it in the cassette player. So, you know, years gone by. And then I, I hear that song in concert and I'm like, man, I love that song, man. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't remember. It just like resonated with me immediately. And then I realized I'm like, holy shit, that's like some stuff my dad used to play, you know? So it just like took me back. So it has a special place in my heart, fellas. That's a good one, man. If I'm not mistaken, David, was it Mona or was it Charity that said they really enjoyed performing that song? I think it was both of them. Yeah. That was a, I mean, that was a big It's so soulful, you yeah. know? But this has been an interesting experiment. I, I've never recorded an episode with people looking at me, man. So <laughs> let's do it again. <laughs> yeah. And this technically this introduces the entire state of Morica universe to Mr. David Hall. And that's a gift in and of itself. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. So we're going to play things out with uh, Seth's choice, a cover of Joe Cocker's Space Captain. Thanks for joining us. Stay tall, everybody. Yeah.
together.